Hey everyone, welcome back to this newest episode of The Pilot's Wife. I'm Amy McLaren. And when I was thinking about what kind of topic to speak on for this episode, I'd just been reading about this story and it reminded me of another story that I've read before and I was thinking, a story that I've heard before and it started to get me thinking about kind of like the story of our marriage, like the thing that I keep hearing over and over again in our, kind of in our marriage, like this, the thing that, that always comes up for us. So tonight I'm going to talk about the story of our marriage and listen through to the end because it's got something quite unexpected at the end of it, which I hope, I hope you'll get and I hope it will, I hope it will make a difference for you guys in your relationship too. So here's the question, for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. So this one's really a tribute to Josh. A shout out to my Joshy. We, in our marriage, our kind of big thing that, you know, if there's like one thing that you always argument or argue about or that always causes, you know, the, the heated discussions. In our marriage, it's always been money. I guess we have different ideas about money, different ideas about risk and different ideas about, you know, um, the, you know, the, the amount of amount we need to have as security or, or the, how we feel, how readily it might be available if we lost some, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, we differ quite a bit on that. And so when we're counselling other couples and, and uh, we talk about the money section and they're like, oh, no, no, we don't have any problems with that. I'm like, oh, that's so lovely for you. <laughs> But I mean, I'm just kidding, because I know we have a really awesome relationship. Um, so, um, you know, if that's just our one area, then it's cool. But anyway, yeah, it's always been our thing. And so to give you an example of, of um, kind of the, the the ways that we kind of struggle with it, uh, Josh is kind of, he's really, like financial security is one of his top five values. And he's really careful with having a backup plan, like, you know, if he kind of, it's very important for him that we have some kind of buffer. We, this buffer is this word in our in our marriage that comes up a lot, especially at the moment. And so for him, it's kind of like that security blanket. Like, you know, if the worst thing were to happen, we'd be okay. And so that's really important to him. And so, and, and but for me, I'm always going on about how I want to run my own business and I want to start businesses and stuff like that. So poor Josh, like. For him to have to deal with someone who just wants to stop working and stop getting a stable income and like live off maybe what buffer we might have <laughs> to take this risky thing of starting a business that may or might not work out. Um, the poor guys had to, you know, had to have a marriage with me when, <laughs> when this thing is really important to him. And uh, so anyway, we've tried a few times. Well, I've tried a few different times. So uh, when I got made redundant one time, I spent about, uh, I think I had two months, and for the first month, I didn't apply for jobs because I was writing a book on how to, you know, prepare for marriage called The Ball and Chain and Other Stupid Myths. And so, yeah, I guess that was his first taste of, hey, she's not working and not earning any money, and who knows if, the, if this is ever going to go anywhere. But he was pretty supportive. And then I think we had this deal that it was like, I don't know, a month or two, 
And we had sat looking for a job. And then after I started looking for a job, it took a while for the job to come through. I can't remember how long it was. It was maybe two or three months. And so that was his first kind of taste of that. And at that time, we were young. We had no children. And it was kind of like not too big a deal. And it was kind of easy to do. And then I came up with this other plan um, once I once I got a job to work for a friend of mine and their business and, and so that was quite risky because that was just them and their business and if it all didn't work out then I'd have no job again and he was pretty supportive of that and yet as it turns out uh, they, their business wasn't financially viable after um, they finally let me see the accounts because that's kind of the job that they wanted me to do was kind of like manage the company for them and bring it into profitability but they didn't want me to look at the accounts because they were so embarrassed about them uh, and so when I finally did I was like hey you can't afford to have me here and then I had to find another job uh, and you know but, but this stuff's really exciting for me and I love like kind of working with businesses and and starting businesses and then I I stopped working with a job to go into business with my friend. Well, actually, I was working part-time, so Josh agreed for me to do part-time work so that I could spend the other half of the time starting a business with my good friend. And we did start a business, and we invested quite a bit of money into it each. And long story short, uh, she had a baby with really severe heart problems and kind of just kind of emotionally left the business all of a sudden. And so we had to basically shut it down and um, there are a number of reasons why I just didn't want to go ahead with it on my own. The primary one being that I am useless at sales and she was the sales and marketing person. I did every, I, I, I could, I was fine with everything else but just, just not that and, um, and so and also it was kind of like her idea and I didn't want to just yeah carry that on without her. Um, but anyway so we lost a huge amount of money in that, in that business and so during this time of, you know, I want to I wanna start a business and I want to be able to work from home full-time, which is where it got to at one point, um, Josh let me do that for a few months and things got really bad and we had no money and he felt like he couldn't go out and play, you know, a game of golf or something if he wanted to because our budget was so tight and he was getting really upset. And so he sat me down and uh, one night and he, and he said, you know, look, um, I think you need to go back to work. And this was when I'd been doing the business for a few months and it was really exciting, things were happening, but it was going to take a bit longer before we got an income. And I was so upset, just, you know, so upset because I just knew that there was exciting things with this business and I just didn't want to go back to work because then I couldn't do this business. And so that was one of the hardest conversations we've ever had to have. And it must, it probably sounds really stupid to a whole lot of people, but I just... There was just such this barrier to me wanting to go back to work and then just such a strong feeling of, you know, of Josh saying we just don't have enough money to sustain this. And so what we did is we went back, I went back to work like on a on a short basis just like for a few weeks and then earned enough money to keep going for a little bit longer and sort of did that for a while. Uh, but it was, it was really hard. I just I didn't want to be having to kind of have that distraction. So... All this history, and then COVID hits last year, and I decide to take on this wedding magazine and try and make that into something. And Josh has been just amazing. Like, he lost his job as a pilot, and what a huge, huge blow for him that has been. And he has been able to get a job in an industry that, that pays not, you know, relatively 
well, considering that a lot of his pilot mates have, you know, had to take kind of gardening jobs and um, and menial jobs like that. And so he's been really lucky, but it's not what he wants to do. He wants to fly. Uh, he also wants to run a building company, which is why he's project managing buildings and renovations. But um, I think, you know, he really misses the flying and he would rather have not had to make the choice, <laughs> of course. And so... For me to be kind of sitting at home and I'm, you know, I'm not earning a stable paycheck. I'm trying to make this magazine happen, and you know, each month, I'm putting money into it, and money's going down and down and down, and it, it, this is really serious. Like it's never been this bad before, in terms of our finances and our mortgage and all this, and we've got kids now and everything. And so, originally, I just felt kind of like this, this kind of. Nagging's not the right word, but just he was always talking about, when are you going back to work? When are you going back to work? And um, and I had to kind of talk to him one day and just say, look, I actually, I don't really, I don't actually want to be doing this. Like, in, in terms of, this would not be my idea. I feel like that, you know, and I believe in God, but call it what you, what you like. I feel like the universe is telling me I have to do this business. It is such a strong feeling. That is why I'm doing it. I don't even actually, I would have never decided to do this for myself. And I kind of just sat down and explained that to him for a while. And he kind of got it. And he was like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, let's give this a go. I didn't realize it was like that for you. And so, gosh, like that must have been so hard for him with, you know, just the money's whittling away, the backup that we've got just in case. Uh, And so it's been like that for quite a few months now. And... And I had, I had said to him at that time, can you just not ask me when I'm going back to work? Because it makes me feel like you don't believe in this. And um, and that, you know, like, you don't think I can do it. <laughs> and so he, he has, amazingly, it just he, he's not asking me to go back to work. But I just know, and he tells me every now and then, he admits it because I talk to him about it, that this is pretty much all he thinks about was, oh my gosh, our money's going down, it's going down, it's going down. <laughs> and so... We made an agreement uh, about six weeks ago because we, we always knew sort of like March was this this time when things would happen with our mortgages where we really needed stable income coming in. And so we agreed about six weeks ago, we agreed on an amount and said, if my business, this wedding magazine business, is not earning this amount or doesn't bring in this much new income in February, by the end of February, that I will go back to work. And it was a huge thing for me, but I've been busting my butt for six weeks, staying up late. And we had COVID as well. That was not fun. We had another lockdown, I mean, so we've had COVID the whole time. Um, but we had another lockdown for a few days. And for us, it was a week because we had to get a test because we were in a place where somebody who was infected was. Anyway, long story short, um, I'm very, very tired and I've been working really hard trying to make this happen. And I'm like, I, all I can do is do as much as I can and the rest is up to God or, you know, to the universe, if you, if you want to put it that way, because I can only do as much as I can do and I'm not going to stress about it. I've got a plan and if it doesn't come in, then I'm going back to work and that's cool, you know, and I'm happy with that because we've made the decision together and it's going to be good for both of us to have that final understanding. And so um, it's getting really close to the end of the month and I am, like, I am the world's worst salesperson and I've been trying to hire a salesperson since the start of the year and I've just there's no one applying I've got one person who's helping me but she's waiting for a better job to come along so I'm kind of just 
paying a few hours here and there for her to kind of help me figure this thing out. And and then my business mentor, he's from a sales background, so that's really, really helping. But my gosh, I can't sell something to sell, you know, to save myself. I'm just terrible. And um and so, you know, it's quite a big thing when you're in a business, you've got to be able to sell stuff. And so I just had this um epiphany. Uh <laughs> I kind of, um, you know, like those people who don't believe in God, just close your ears for a minute. But I feel like God's kind of giving me these tips um, every day and kind of just, you know, hearing these little ideas that I have no idea where they come from. And yesterday I got this this idea, like, if you suck at sales, don't try and sell, like, just be yourself. And so I sent out this proposal at the end of last week on Friday to um, the one customer that I really like working with that we already have, and, uh, and I, you know, it was for some new business, and, and I hadn't heard from her and um, for days and days, and so yesterday I was worrying about this, and, you know, if she hasn't written back, it's obvious that she's not interested, because um, normally she writes back really, really quickly, and um, and so I thought, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be honest about, you know, like I, I really, I don't want to be pushy, because I'm not a good salesperson type thing, I'm just, you know, I'm just the editor, <laughs> And so I wrote her an email. I said, I hope that wasn't too pushy. I've got a business mentor who's a salesperson and he'd help me because I'm still learning about sales. Anyway, um, you know, um, here's some other stuff we were discussing and I just changed the topic kind of thing. <laughs> and then she wrote me back straight away and she said, oh no, it's I'm sorry, I've injured myself from mountain bike riding. I've been out of commission. Uh, yeah, and, and then she wrote another email straight back saying, hey, is, is this what it is? Um, have I understood it correctly? Sounds good, I'll take it to my team kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I was getting so worried. And then the next day uh, I, um, I hear from her and it's looking good. It's not the end of the month yet. And we'll see what happens, but um, so I, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like to get to this point, months and months and months into the journey. Like I've been working on this magazine, trying to build it up into something, and trying to get into a mode of bringing in new income for, uh, I guess you could say about eight months, <laughs> six or yeah, seven or eight months. And so um, that is a huge amount of time for Josh to put up with this. And I just want to say he's awesome and. Thank you, Josh, if you listen to this. I'm really thankful. And I know how much it has taken for you to let me do this. And um, and I I will honour our agreement together. And I hope this works out. So we've also got a target for next month. So if this money comes in this month, then we've got a target for next month. And we're going to play it like that. And just make sure that this is actually going to take off and it's going to be sustainable. So... The reason that, one reason that I wanted to do this and I wanted to talk about this is because, hey, I'm lucky. I've got a little tiny little platform and, you know, I have a couple of listeners that listen to this podcast. And if Josh listens to this, then um, I think he is going to just feel so loved because I'm publicly declaring how thankful I am for something he's done for me. And I would really like to put out the challenge to you that if you ever have a public platform, even if it's just a few people, and you get a chance to speak, say something or have a speech or whatever it is, I, I encourage you, I dare you to make it about the person that you love the most and to take a chance to say thank you for something that you appreciate about them because 
I think that it's one of the most powerful ways that you can show someone you love them. And even if you're going through something really, really terrible, just doing an act like that can just turn things around 180 degrees, like straight away. I just think it's such a powerful thing to do. And I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to do this on this platform. And I should have, you know, I should have been doing this sooner, but, you know, um, got so much else to talk about and these you know it just occurred to me today so I wanted to do that so I hope it's encouraged you I hope you enjoyed listening to the story and um, I also hope you have a really good week and I'm really really thankful to you as well for listening and I'll catch you next week kakite <laughs>